0: Talking travels and other stuff. The Sarah, darling, we can't get enough. Contacts and connections you can't resist. From your faith, fashion and travel journalist. When she's not on a pod or a plane, you'll find her here. a First Class Darling Podcast of the Year. On today's podcast, I'm really, really pleased to be talking to Jamil Bocishchev who is the manager of Destination Experience Anguilla Tourist Board. Welcome to Talking Travelers and Other Stuff, Jamil. I'm really excited to find out more about your fabulous island. (laughs) And I am
1: excited and I'm so happy to be here today to speak about Anguilla in its entirety. Um, We have so many beautiful things to speak about here. um, And I'm just so happy to speak some more on, on different activities and what's what you can do and what you can expect for Angola, especially right now in this COVID climate. So you okay. can start ahead with the questions and I'll be more than happy to give <laughs> you an answer. Oh, <laughs> God,
0: I'm just, I'm looking longingly at your backdrop of that beautiful cove. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Just to give a full view of my backdrop. So this is
1: actually one of our destination pictures that was taken in Angola. We've used some influencer, Jeremy and Angie, who are the two persons in the back, so um, even in in this COVID climate, we've been able to do a lot of um, content gathering exercises while Angola is still untouched and beautiful. So these images would have been recently taken, um, and you know because guests haven't been able to come in and go as as you know as usual because our borders are still closed and Angola is open for persons who apply for entry. Um, so. We, we have our website, www.ivisitangular.com. You go on that, a nice pop-up is going to come on the screen and it's going to take you to our application portal. In the application portal, you're going to submit the necessary information. One of the requirements is a negative RT-PCR test about three to five days prior to travel. And then our concierge team will walk on the back they will give you approval and you get a, a certified entry certificate. So upon traveling to the destination, you just show our immigration and customs, the entry certificate, and then you'll be dispatched over to the different accommodations um, through our certified taxi transfers. So what we would have done just to ensure the safety of both of our residents and guests is we would have done bubbles. So our accommodations, activities, events, nightlife, they would have been bubbles specific for guests. So a lot of our favorite hotspots, we guests would have known about, like our local pubs and restaurants and excursions and activities, guests can enjoy them. And also our long-stay visitors, because we've been fortunate enough to have visitors come to the destination who would have been living and staying on Ireland since the beginning of the pandemic. So we've been accommodating a lot of different types of travelers, persons who want to come for short-stay visits, who would have stayed within the bubble, and persons who want to come for long-stay visits, who would have successfully completed the 14 quarantine days and and go outside of the bubble. We call it stay-in-place because we move away from the terms quarantine. You know, it's so depressing to hear quarantine. So we just (laughs) say (laughs) (laughs) stay-in-place.
0: Oh, yeah, but you guys are really good at organized, and you seem quite happy about it seems like now you know what to do, you can just progress and and work with people. I would
1: say the government and the ministry, they did a fantastic job in mitigating against a a big outbreak as it relates to the COVID pandemic. I mean, we've been still working as usual. It's only as of recent, we would have had community spread. But since the entire pandemic last year, we've been operating as usual. Um, we've been locked down tentatively until we were able to successfully and safely bring back guests and not compromise um, our local population because hey, the government is really um, taking it seriously to protect our people first and then safely protect our guests who want to travel to the
0: destination. Yeah. Brilliant, cool. So why should people come to Anguilla? What's the history? Where is it? And how easy is it to get to?
1: So Anguilla is the most northern island in the Caribbean chain. We are part of the Leeward Islands, right? Just to give a little fun fact about Anguilla. Anguilla was discovered by the Amerindians who call Anguilla Malihana. Anguilla also has a hotel called Malihana. Malihuana was meant for its eel-shaped um, so they so the Arawaks would have been like it Angola shaped like an eel. So they named it Marijuana at that time. Um, after that, Angola was renamed to Angola, but the first name given by the Amerindians was Angola. In 1958, Angola was part of a federation with St. Kitts Nevis Angola. Um, and however, we would have you know, um, separated from them in 1962. So on on May 13, 1962 is why we celebrate Angola Day when we departed from the Federation. Angola is a British overseas territory. Um, So we are directly under Britain and we are governed by British British law, basically. Um, Our local currency is Eastern Caribbean dollars. And we also accept United States dollars, US dollars. Angola is very strategically lo- strategically located. While we do not have direct international flights coming in from the UK, we have hubs that you can transfer to to get into the destination. So, for example, you can go into Saint Martin. You can go into so just to give you a brief idea. Currently, there are no direct flights into Angola. However, visitors traveling to from the UK, tend to fly in from Antigua. You can use British Airways and Virgin Atlantic and then transfer by a small charter place into Angola. And you can also come in from the UK UK to San Juan, Puerto Rico and take Silver and Tradewinds Aviation into Angola. And you can also take um, the route into San Martin, where you can transfer into KLM. So KLM, um, if you're coming from the UK, you can go into KLM to Amsterdam, or you can take Air France from, from France and go straight into St. Martin. It's just a small boat ride over our eight minutes plane ride. So Angola and St. Martin is the shortest international air travel, right? <laughs> so it's just eight minutes, because you know St. Martin is both French and Dutch. and. Um, so international travel from a French territory, a Dutch territory to a British territory is an eight minute flight over. Wow. It's a 25 minutes boat ride.
0: Yeah, oh, brilliant. That that's, um, kind of leads on to my next question. And um, there's enough to do on Anguilla itself, but do mm-hmm. a lot of guests do day trips on boats? Are there other islands to kind of go around to?
1: So what we've done um, in the past is us as a destination, we've worked very closely with other neighboring islands. So for example, St. Bart, um, St. Martin, St. Martin. It's a short commute. So you can take the boat over to St. Martin um, <laughs> both on the French and Dutch side. You can also take the, the, the plane over to St. Bart's or you can get a private charter from Angola into St. Bart's. So people tend to just go there. Um, And also we have a bunch of keys around the destination. So we, we call them destinations within the destination. Angola has a number of keys. We have um, Sander Island, we have prick we have Silly Key, we have Scrub Um, On Silly Key, Sander Erlen, and prick they all have restaurants. Will you be able to do day trips and excursions, snorkeling those different types of activities at the keys? So um, even though persons want to go over to St. Martin and St. Bart, we also um, encourage them to visit our destinations within the destination as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So have um does every side of the island have a different personality? It's a kind of you know, north is different from the east and different beaches and things.
1: I would definitely say so. Um, For example, if you go to Orland Harbor, um, I I will say this, each community basically have their own identity. So throughout the year, we have an entertainment calendar where each village would host a different type of community initiative. So if I start at Orland Harbor, which is at the far east, they have an event called Festival Del Mar, which is a festival of the sea because Orland Harbor is known to be the fishing community. When you go into Sannegron, Sannegron San is more of the events committee. Um, community. So you're gonna see like a lot of historical stuff. They have the historical um Sanderground Pond. When you get farther to the west of the island, you're gonna see more touristic type of areas because that side of the island is where you have more of the five-star accommodations, right? So we have five-star accommodations situated all over, but most of them um like the four seasons, the Belmont Cachaluka, the newly um changeover from cuisinato to Aurora um property, we also have um, other luxury villas and stuff, and most of them are situated on the western side. You also have Zeme Beach House and Manoa, which are also five-star properties that's located on the eastern side. So, we have no shortages of accommodation, we have no shortages of things to do and activities, but I would definitely say that each area has its own unique personality. When you go into the communities, they, they do different projects and things to enhance it, and they give it its own special touch as
0: well nice lovely so um how easy is it to get around is there like one round kind of
1: super easy i tell people that um you know most people tend to get taxis and we do encourage that for good guided tours but i also encourage people to get a car rental um and this was in good um the times when we didn't have the bubble processes hopefully we'll be able to get back to that state of normalcy We will be able to rent a car it's super easy it's one main road and other small intersections. You can't get lost. If you go anywhere you meet a dead end, you just turn back around and you head back on the road. And you always meet a friendly face who'll be excited enough to put you on the right path. So I always tell people, it's, it's fun, it's easy to drive here. We, we tend to use the British system, so we drive on the left Side of the road, and not the right side, as as most of our American guests would know as well. So we, we keep on the left side, but it's super easy to drive here.
0: Yeah, and get around. And are there lots of kind of little hidden coves? off the beaten
1: track, you know. So many different experiences and what I usually say, and a lot of our guests tend to, to find a lot of friends on island who would be able to, to tap them or uh, put them on the right path for the secrets. I'm going to have 33 pristine beaches circulating this destination. And you can you can do all the beaches, but there's so many beaches that are untapped into that you won't be able to find. So this is the reason why I tell to explore out. You will be able to find something out of the beaten path and everything is uncrowded. Our beaches are never crowded. You know, it's just that surreal uncrowded space that you were for in here as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm drooling. <laughs> That's like my idea of heaven. Um, but obviously it's very popular for diving as well. Yes. Um, can you do, can guests come and do a paddy course or, you know, you've got shipwrecks. Is it something you do there or do there things for beginners as well?
1: Yes. So we, we have skilled professionals here who would be able to take you on these um, diving excursions. Um, we have a number of shipwrecks circulating the destination, not only shipwrecks, but we have a lot of marine protected areas. We will be able to see to, to do snorkeling at the reefs and those different things as well. So for persons, we, we do accept persons based on the different certification levels who would want to do diving at these different um, shipwrecks. Um, we have a number of different different apparatus who would be able to give those guided tools and they too are certified and they'd be able to assist persons in getting the, um, the specific certification to go to diving as well. So we do have um, those different aspects or those different areas where persons who are willing to to, to view those different wrecks, you, you can be able to do it as well. Um, I will tell you firsthand, I've never tried it, unfortunately, because I am not certified. However, um, we've done a walk where we have underwater footage of some of the wrecks and is absolutely breathtaking. Um, You know, with with us have such pristine white sand and um, crystal clear water, it's such a beautiful day to see that aquatic life underneath the the seabed and and that what inhabits those spaces. Um, Even in our marine protected areas, we have a spot at Little Bay where um, the Department of Fisheries, they would have created an artificial underwater habitat. It would have been done for lobsters. The main aim of it was to continue to breed lobsters from its juvenile state into adulthood. But what we realized recently is a lot of different species of fish inhabit the lobster habitat. So we're seen stuff like fish. Um, we see different species of fish. We're seeing um, shrimps. We're seeing lobsters, crayfish we're seeing octopus, we're seeing a lot of turtles and stuff in those different areas as well. So it's always a good thing to explore those marine parks because at any day you just seen the turtles pop up um, and, and just <laughs> inhabits that area. It's such a beautiful sighting. And we tend to do a lot of work there in the Anguilla Tourist Board and continue to promote these different natural parks because we know ecotourism is a big thing as well and we continue to have crossing in tune with Angola by water. We considered it two areas, Angola by land, and Angola by water.
0: Oh, wow. I mean, I don't dive either, um, but I love (laughs) the snorkel. And just kind of, it's a different world down there. Wow. It's a
1: whole, um, you know, it's such a funny thing. When people come to Angola, they say, why aren't the locals going to the beach more? You know, we it's its such an uncrowded beach because you rarely see people, the locals at the beach. But I am a person that I enjoy going to the beach. I, I live on the western side of the island. And if I can go to the beach every day, I'll do it. The beach is literally five minutes away from my house. Um, but nothing in Angola is ever so far. So everything <laughs> is literally five to ten minutes. I mean, sometimes when you're here on island, you would ask someone, hey, can you take me somewhere? How long is it going to take? They're going to tell you 10 minutes. Everything is always 10 minutes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kind of take things for granted as well when you're there. But I like, you know, just going to be in the sand or just kind of dipping your toes in the sea is just as nice. Yes. <laughs> oh, William, um, And so um, I imagine it's quite a romantic place as well. Is there a particular area that's good for destination weddings or kind of the romantic side?
1: When, when we talk about destination weddings, I would definitely say we have no shortage of areas that are perfect for destination wedding. Angular speak romance. It's a romantic destination. It's a destination that is uncrowded, very romantic and quiet. Um, a lot of our properties offer for different aspects that can accommodate Romance, for example, if you were to go to any of our five star properties, even our villas are our small to medium sized properties. They have facilities and areas that can facilitate any type of romantic event, whether you want a set up on a beach. So we do like glamping experiences. We do bonfires. We can have, we have local vendors who can do special fireworks. We have so many different um, local caterers and event coordinators who can craft your type of experience for you at any different point, any place. So whether you want to go to a beach or you want to go into an indoor facility or something outdoor, we have all the elements readily available to make your dreams come through here as in, in this destination as
0: Oh, how romantic.
1: (laughs) I mean, even recently with the same um, influences at the back that I have here in the back of me, we did a romance photo shoot and we would have been doing different shots at different um, areas. So we had um, shots where we would have been doing stuff. With where they were doing um gown trial trials, so we have um vendors on island who be able to craft your perfect wedding dress, we have seamstress and we have local um persons who can do that for you, we had um persons to do cake tasting. We had different types of setups as well in which you can craft your wedding. We have different venues that you can look at where you can have your ideal wedding. We, we can accommodate persons, large number of persons, and we can accommodate small weddings. So there's so many different aspects to romance as well. Whether it's for honeymoon, we also promote bachelorette parties and bachelor parties, you know, those different types of stuff. So anything specific to romance, we can accommodate here as a
0: destination as <laughs> Right. Yeah, absolutely. And how would somebody go about that? It's kind of get in touch with the, um, how would they just kind of Google it? Is there a particular kind of agency, which
1: so I will tell you most of the properties here have their own um, on staff events individuals, persons who can deal with conferences, events, and all those different things, weddings, honeymoons and stuff. Even if you were to make contact with a small property, they would be able to give you the list of event coordinators and you, we can um, arrange different types of meetings so you can get that set up for you. So we, are all, we always have those information readily available, whether you're going to be coming at a small property or a big property. Um, what, we, what we tend to do in the Angola Tourism Board is prom- promote the different um, tiers of properties here. Angola is historically known for our luxury five-star properties, but we also have our small to medium-sized properties, and we have properties that can meet any budget. So persons will say, hey, Angola can become very expensive or, you know, they can't afford to come here. We, we at the Angola Tourist Board don't believe in that. Theory because we have so many different types of properties that can meet any price point. So we employ and encourage people to to just look out and and do your research. We have Airbnbs and all those of our trending things that are in Angola as well. So you can get any type of accommodation at at any price point. And I I find that all the persons in these accommodations are so skilled and educated about the destination that they will be able to assist you with getting the right persons that can tailor and craft your experience for you. Quite
0: nice job being a wedding planner. (laughs)
1: Based there. <laughs> kind of yeah, I mean, and we have so many um, wedding planners, event planners as well. Um, we can do they plan everything from weddings, events, conferences, excursions, trips, restaurant bookings. They can they can plan you plan your entire trip for you as well. So what we've been doing in the Tourist board as of recent is promoting the pillars of our experience, which are the areas that that are that we're superior at. That's the strength of the destination. We realize at a destination, we can't be everything to everybody, but we can be something to somebody, right? So our pillars are romance, events and culture, adventure, health and wellness, and culinary. So those are the five areas we focus on. From time to time, you hear people say, how come Angola doesn't brag about being the culinary capital of the Caribbean? So that's something we are pushing right now. Because um people will say I haven't had a bad meal for my entire stay in Angola, right? They will say, you know, settings have even shown that Angola have more restaurants per capita as the um the new so York you have some of everything. So we, we have, have so from, many different types Italian of restaurants to local, local, local barbecue. Um, cuisine, but also international cuisine with a, with an Angolian touch. So many beautiful, like I say, we we definitely can consider ourselves to be the culinary capital of Angola, but not also for culinary, but for good drinks. Um, you have places like Elvis Beach Bar, which is at Sandiground. You have Lit which is at Sandiground. You have John O's, You have Sand Bar. You have Sunset Shack, which is on Um Bay. You have Coconuts. You have Ocean Echo. So, like on most of our beaches. Um, our different types of accommodations. They have uh, and locals. They have different types of, of restaurants and beach bars. We'll be able to not only enjoy cuisine but enjoy good cocktails as well. I know Elvis at Sanurong is historic. is a, is a well known establishment for his famous drinks as well. So you know, I mean, as you drive around the destination, even in our accommodations, there's no shortages of good food and great drinks.
0: Cool! Wow, you've name dropped quite a few there. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, it, obviously, you, you eat a lot of fish as well. What's the specialty?
1: Um, so, our national dish is actually peas and rice and fish. Um, that's a national dish of Angola. So, Angola is known for seafood, and with us being the most northern island in the Caribbean region, we do a lot of fishing here um, in the destination as well. A lot of people tend to enjoy the lobster and the crayfish. The crayfish um, is definitely found a lot in Angola, but it's hard to find in other destinations. The crayfish is like the lobster. It's smaller, but the meat is even more tender and it's more succulent, um, just as succulent as the lobster as well. So a lot of people tend to go to a different beach bars and and keys. So, for example, when you go over to Prickly Pear and you go over to, to Silly Key and Sander Island and those different keys, they are also known for having that fresh fish and and lobsters you know so that is what people enjoy when they go over to the keys as well
0: yeah oh my god love that anything kind of spicy and lemony and fresh and tangy (laughs) yes
1: and you have your beautiful butter dip and it's so (laughs) lovely
0: and so tell me one thing though i know i've just got you for half an hour and what is something uh, unique or something about anguilla that generally people don't know Is there somewhere you want to go or is there like a specific, something
1: special? I would think that Angola is the hidden gem of the Caribbean. Um, Angola is a destination that people look at and say, hey, you know, you just lay at the beach, which is not true. Angola is a destination that you can experience so many different things. Um, It has authenticity at at its highest Um, when it comes to our different things like our um, salt picking experience at Sanding where our pond have been known in the past for process. We've been ex- Before Angola got into tourism, we've been in the salt industry with exporting salt. Um, one of our biggest cultural thing, and a lot of locals tend to enjoy it, is going to the pond and picking natural, chemical-free, unprocessed salt. So that's a unique thing that I would encourage our guests to try when they come on a destination. Apart from the cultural side, which would also be our carnival. Our carnival is usually in the August period. Unfortunately, due to the pandemic, we don't have carnival, but we have our private promoter who have events around that period. So the carnival period, which is the height of it, is from the 4th of July straight Over to the 8th of August. That's usually a peak time of carnival. Also, throughout the entire year, our different communities host activities and events, um, which would be local cultural activities and events. So you have something. Festival Del Mar, which I mentioned before, which is a festival of the sea. We have um, West Fest. We have stuff like the Welch's Fest, which gives you food and different cultural aspects from we call it yesteryear, which would be stuff from our ancestors. Um, And apart from that, if you want to do some traditional events, we have stuff like horseback riding, walking around the island. We have ATVs. We have beautiful island tours, historical tours, nature tours. we do a lot of sightseeing we do beach painting excursions there's so many things to do on a destination so this is why i say we have so many skilled concierge persons here don't just if you have an idea if you have anything and you say hey i want to do this be, don't be afraid to ask them because we do have persons here who can offer something for everyone when they come to the destination as well
0: <laughs> i love that <laughs> the island where anything is possible <laughs> where,
1: Anything is possible. Unfortunately, we don't have all the high action packed things like jet skiing and those different stuff because we want to preserve our beautiful and pristine beaches. But when it comes to enjoying luxury, simplicity, and those different things, we are that destination that can cater to those needs as well. So we... we, (laughs) We 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 tend to boast on that. We we can be some something to somebody, but not everything to everybody. We are a luxury destination, we, we cater to everyone needs. We that that thing about us just being five star isn't true. We have different type of properties that can meet your budget. When it comes to food as well, we, we encourage people to explore outside of um, the properties, but you can also enjoy our local roadside cuisine. We have places like the Strip where you can enjoy barbecue and, you know, chicken and ribs and those local cuisine. We have local drinks and stuff. So there's so many things to enjoy in Angola. We just encourage people to explore, explore, explore and enjoy Angola at its best. Oh wow, when do I move in? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be happy to, to, to have you. I mean, as I would have mentioned before, um, since the pandemic, we've been we've been able to have a lot of, of persons, expats who would have moved to Angola and walked remotely from Angola as a destination. So we also have um agreements and we have policies. Um, on Ireland, I would encourage persons who wants to be an expat, who wants to walk remotely from Angola. We, we can make that arrangement for you. We're also seeing persons come moving here full-time, purchasing homes. We have different um, things like residency through investment where you be able to purchase a home in Angola and you'll be able to get full-time residence in those different stuff. So there's so many different things that you can have here if you're willing to come for a short stay or you want to make Angola a long stay or permanent home.
0: I've been to Saint Kitts. Um, not so not Angola not
1: Anguilla yet. So no, you, no. you! We we have to have you here soon <laughs> so be able to do a lot of podcasts and then speak oh, about doing. Absolutely! Here as well. Oh my God, you're just so friendly and
0: lovely, and it just looks insanely gorgeous. And
1: and that is our yeah. people. Um, one of the things where people ask about, just tell me something about Angola. Angola would not be Angola without our people. Our people are our greatest assets to this destination. This is why Angola has such a high return rate of guests. A lot of our guests have been coming here from for 40, 30, 50 years, and you have seen it being a generation of guests. They would have came with their parents, they're bringing their children now, and they're bringing their grandkids and doing different things. But, um, for example, I have had my, my parents work in the hospital industry, and we've been able to build lifelong relationships with a lot of our guests. Sometimes when we travel to these different countries they would reach out to us and say come by the house and you know have a drink and those different stuff so that is what angola is known for we are known for the totality of our experience but we are known mostly for people our friendly people or people who are always willing to help and promote the destination with smiling faces and give exemplary service for our guests when they come to the destination as well wow
0: well you've, you've definitely sold it to me and i'm going to all your OI info and um OI- where people can find out more, I shall mm-hmm. put that in our little fact box. And then, um, yes. thank you very much for and You can yes, send them over it. to
1: our website as well www.ivisitangola.com for persons who are interested in applying to come into the destination. We are welcoming everyone with open arms and we hope to see you in Angola.
0: Oh, fabulous! Well, I hope so too. Thank you so much, Jamil.
1: You're and- welcome, and thank you for having me.
0: Okay, take care. Bye. That's all, folks. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. What fun has been. There's no harm in following a first class, darling. I think I right. Don't worry, she doesn't bite.